0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast
1: Network. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. Four goals against Brighton to keep the pressure on high-flying Liverpool at the top of the Premier League, and four guests to celebrate that. A former junior children's minister, a former Berry Grammar School pupil, a former senior retail executive. And Tony Newgrosh. Tony, welcome.
2: Nice to be back. Thank you for those kind words, Not
1: <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you here. Uh, and the other people I mentioned, of course, Sarah Messenger.
0: Uh, hello, Nigel.
1: Edward Timpson. Nice to see you again, Nigel. And David Blakeney. Nice to see you, Nigel. Let's start at the Etihad. Three o'clock kick-off for a change against Brighton. Standout moments for you, David, in that 4-0 straightforward, easy victory?
3: Uh, Got to be Sergio's second goal. The move... And Bernardo's goal was pretty quick. I mean that was twenty seconds, buried, I think. Yeah, and that was pretty quick as well. Um Kevin De Bruyne, still fantastic. Pleased with that. Uh but obviously all overshadowed, as we
1: know. Well and we'll come on to so that. We'll come let's on do, to that let's later. Let's do the positive stuff. The positive,
3: I thought I think we, we we were okay, I don't think we were brilliant, but we did our job well. And um Definitely De Bruyne, in my opinion.
1: And we've said this, Sarah, over the last few weeks, actually. We've we've done kind of 20-minute spells where we've been stunning. We haven't put yet together one of those 90-minute demoli- demolishing aside job. Uh, but 4-0 is still pretty comprehensive, even though it was only Brighton.
0: Yeah, I mean, they all talk, don't they, about rhythm and getting into the sort of swing of things. So, I mean, with a 5-0, a 4-0, a 3-1 and a robbed of two points against Spurs uh, I'd take that over the over the f- first four match of the season the only thing I'd pick out as well about Saturday uh, I mean, you know, Davy's given us a good list but I think it was it was great to see a team come and have a go at City and mm. they weren't always comfortable with it Sure. so, you know, maybe there's a lesson in there for other managers the result wasn't any worse than if he sat back and defended
1: Highlights for you then? Mr. Timpson.
4: Yeah, well, I think I think that yeah, the second Agüero goal—it wasn't just—it wasn't just the finish. It was a lot of the, the build-up, and uh, I think this is where the sort of new confidence in Mares is. Going to be a, a sort of a key component of the season, particularly with Sane out. It's sort of, you know, I hate to say that we haven't really missed him. Yeah. Uh, my wife will hate me saying that because it's, it's the only reason he goes to come and watch City is to see Sane fly up and down the wing. My sister's um, the same. she, yeah, she loves him She yeah. thinks he's gorgeous. Yeah, but but the, you know, the Mar the Mar back heel. I think just showed that you know, he's really starting to get to grips with the speed of the team and, you know, and his tracking back. And I think you know, we might come on to him later, but for me, he was a real highlight. And the one thing that we should always remember is Edison is still saving us. And mm-hmm. Brighton, you're right, you know, Sarah, uh, him, him uh, coming into play right at the moments where Brighton had broken through and had some really good chances, uh, you know, he made sure that we kept a clean sheet and we kept uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the rolling over of, of Brighton as we have done so many other teams. So, Tony Grosh, your, your, your moment is here. Um,
1: looking forward to hear your pearls of wisdom. We've had three pretty pretty ordinary attempts, to be honest.
2: And I know you're going to help us out here and sort of give us the, the real highlights. <laughs> it's a good game. job I'm here, really, isn't it? It is, really, yeah. It was a funny old game, really, wasn't it? 4-0 just doesn't tell the story. I think if you look at the first half stats, it was 51%... Possession to City, 41 to Brighton. They outplayed. 51 and 41. 49, even. Yeah? You're not mathematically you? adjusted. I'm certainly not, no. I, plus that, obviously. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, um, 51 to 49, you're quite right, my apologies. Uh, they had a real good go and they played it out from the back as well as we ever do, and as has been said, Edison did have to save us. So. Could have been a very different result. Some great finishing, I think, put the gloss over, as you say, a performance of fits and starts, but we'll take that. <laughs> and favourite goal then? that sort of curious, we, we had.
1: Uh... Do you want want me to remind you of them? Obviously, we had the, uh, what was it, 68 seconds, I think it was, for the the first. Then we had Aguero's QPR-like goal. Then there was the curling shot. And then, as David said, there was the Bernardo after, what, 20 seconds. Which was your favourite of those four?
2: There were four great goals, to be fair, weren't they? Uh, I think you'd probably go for Sergio's first, to be honest. Great team move, great finish. 2-0, you're feeling, you're just about there, aren't you? So, probably that was the pick for me. The other two, cherry on top.
1: Any other thoughts on on the goals, particularly? And anybody else want to chip in with a with a with the reflections on any of the goals? Or are we are we sticking with with that one, you, Edward? You <laughs> well, think I think the only,
4: to, the only other thing to say is that uh, you know, Sterling didn't score. For the, for the first time, uh, and he was, he was sort of peripheral. He, he, he played a part in at least one of the goals, and, but it just shows that we're, we're more than just sort of the, the, the Sterling and Aguero show. We're start, starting to spread the goals around, which we've done the last couple of seasons. So, yes, we want to see Sergio getting his at least 28, hopefully plus this season, but, and, and uh, we might see Sterling at a similar level, maybe probably a bit shorter than that, actually, but uh, it just shows that even if Sterling's not on song, uh, we're still capable of, of banging in four goals. So for me, that was uh, an important uh, takeaway from this match, I think.
1: Sarah, will you pick up on what Edward said about Mahrez? Because I have got a note about Morris, I'm keen to talk about. And I think Pep in the press conference was keen to pick him out. Could this be his breakthrough season? Clearly fantastic at Leicester, um, did great stuff there, sort of helped them win the Premier League, has not quite had the opportunities at City that maybe he deserves. But potentially, looking at the last couple of games that he started, he really has shone. Is, is, could this be a breakthrough season for him in your view?
0: I'm not sure I'd use the phrase breakthrough, because you know, he was a quality player who'd won the premier league when he arrived he's not a kid he plays for his national team did very well i think in the africa cup of nations um so i i I probably wouldn't use the phrase breakthrough great breakthrough season but i think i think this is the season when he has to deliver on being a 60 million pound player there's no sane so that opens up more opportunities for him um I think he is a really good player and I think he understands properly now that he's not carrying the can for the whole team. He's an integral part of building goals like the goal with the nice back heel to De Bruyne. That, I, and I think that's what we'll see more of, Mares being part of a team that scores lovely goals. Because I was, I was thinking as you were asking about favourite goals from Saturday, that um, the, we've, we can almost become blasé about the goal city score now. I mean, God knows the times. I mean, you know, for the famous season under Stuart Pearce, when we uh, we were, we just wanted any goal from January to May. Uh, so I, you know, I think that it, it's kind of quite hard to pick them out because they're just what we're used to seeing. Can I? Well, I've got the mic. Can I make one other quick you can point? Say one, you of, like. one of the other things that I think was really good about what Brighton did was, first of all, they gave themselves a chance. They didn't win, but they gave themselves a chance. And secondly. The thing that always worries me about City when they're playing the better teams is that all we've done at home for most of our games, and indeed many of our away games, is have 70-odd percents of possession and try to break down a defensive team. The more we have to play against teams who actually give it a go, the better prepared, I think, we'll be when we play the Liverpools and, uh, well, they're probably the main main threat. But, you know, I I think it's good for City to play teams that come out against them.
1: David, uh, it, it, if you're not going to cough and splutter, you know, all your way through this show, it will be helpful. But, but you know, up to you like, really. Are you not, not are you not fault. well, love? Is it? It's, it's all the sunshine you've been having, is It's is that what it is, all it's all this cru- cruising it's... around the world hasn't hasn't. I think hasn't I've picked up alone, a cough on the cruise. On so the cruise, on I'm trying cruise, to, to hide it. Yeah, you're doing I'm really, normally really
3: fine. Well. I'm normally fine, and then it just comes yeah. up anyway.
1: Well, well, well. It's nice to have you here, anyway. Thank you. How was the cruise, David? Fantastic. Yeah, you're looking yeah. well. Thank you. You're always a good colour. We yeah. always mention that on no, the show. Yeah, thank you. It's always good. Shame uh, we can't
3: see it on the podcast. It is we? well. It's yeah. a shame.
1: Maybe we'll post some some Might photos yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, can we talk about Sergio Aguero? Yeah. <laughs> because it's just phenomenal. This isn't it. Uh, I mean, the, the stats just speak themselves. It, uh, let me ask a straight question: Is he the greatest striker ever in the Premier League? Because, you know, you've got Thierry Henry, you've got Alan Shearer, you've got Sergio Aguero.
3: I'd put it between him and Shearer. Why is he not better than Shearer? The goal ra- I don't know offhand. What are the goal ratios? Maybe you can help me on that one. I think Shearer scored more goals, have not he?
4: So, so, yeah, So Shearer's the top goal scorer in the, the Premier League, and Aguero's just gone into sixth. He needs another, I think, 18 goals, go up to third. So I, I would definitely put him in the top three. But, you know, Shearer is way ahead. uh, And, you know, his longevity, you know, the clubs he was playing for, uh, I I think he's still, Aguero's not far off. He's, he's, you know, he's on his uh, coattails, but. Um, I think, I think, but can, I think
1: he'll get there There are some will. stats I can give you 99 goals at the Etihad So his next one at the Etihad will be his 100th That'll be a record, will it? Uh, oh, absolutely um, He's scored at least 28 goals in six successive seasons um, He's scored with his last seven shots on target uh, And he's scored, as we know, in, in all four Premier League And uh, he should uh, get games.
3: to 250 by just after Christmas Exactly So I would still put him second you, I don't, And he'll probably get the hat-trick,
2: hopefully I think shira has got 260, hasn't he? And, yeah. and the, one, yeah. the one area he does excel and Sergio needs to practice penalty-taking. I think the one fault, apart from that, he's brilliant.
1: Yeah. But people said, didn't they, uh, Edward, that, that when sort of, Pep arrived, he wasn't sort of his sort of player, he didn't work hard enough... Um, you know, he's proved everybody wrong in that regard. And, of course, Gabriel Jesus came in as, as yeah. a potential replacement for Sergio. Um, and he's clearly play, still playing second fiddle to, to the great Sergio. I mean, how, how much longer can, go, can he go on for?
4: Well, we're, you know, we're into the third, third season now. And there was a time, if you remember, there were a couple of big games that uh, Aguero didn't play in. Uh, Jesus became sort of the sort of de facto number one for a while I think he then he got injured and Aguero came back But what, what Aguero has done uh, And you know, you have to put it down to both him and Guardiola Working this out to ultimately together though sometimes it doesn't look like they're, <laughs> they're on, the same, on the same page uh, They've got a bit of a feisty relationship I think that's partly both their characters But what they have knuckled down to is focusing on how he gets his game To where it needs to be for the team uh, the, the pressing, the tackling back, the same he's done with Mahrez, um and just his overall involvement around the pitch. You know, it used to be there be quite a few games that would go by, you wouldn't see Aguero, but he'd then pop up and he'd score. Whereas now he's a much more integral part of the whole team. And just one more stat for you, uh, which I think is worth just mentioning. For the time that Alexis Sanchez was at United, remember mm. we were going to buy him? Mm. Sanchez scored five goals in the same period. Aguero, 44 that, that's why wow. he's one of the best players. Amazing. You love Sergio, don't you?
0: I do love Sergio, yeah. And in fact, I tweeted on Saturday that, um, he, you know, it, it's, it's a scandal he's not had the recognition he deserves and is world-class full stop. And in a way, I think you, you can look at stats as, you know, tr- play them whichever way you want to play them so yes Shearer was a great striker but he played a lot more games than Sergio so what you know the, for me I think the bigger question about Sergio Aguero is why were it, people are even debating about whether he's a Premier League great he is a Premier League great and when we stop debating it then I'll be happy. And,
1: and, and I'm into just to pursue your tweet on, on Saturday I did see that and what's the answer to the question why do you think Sarah you obviously took the trouble to put that tweet out there what's your view why do you think outside of Manchester he does and get the sort of recognition that we all know he deserves because we see him week in, week out. We know what he's delivered, and, and the numbers speak for themselves.
0: Well, without sounding like I've got a persecution complex, because Manchester City players don't get the credit they deserve. You only got to look at the FIFA top ten players—no City nominations. I know that Guardiola has just been nominated for Coach of the Year, and I think Edison for keeper. But it feels—you know—we know we know David Silva's not had some of the recognition he should. So I, I can only I can only think that. Um, it is, I'm not suggesting it's some kind of deliberate agenda, but that there's something about City players or the City team that doesn't attract the same clickbait that others do and therefore City players don't get the same I, attention. I
3: think there's a bit of a reason, though. Quite often when our players are on a great run and they're going to get an award or they're tipped for it, they get an injury at the last minute, don't finish the season or don't play the whole season. And also, we're a team of stars... Every one of them are stars, where the other teams, one or two shine out a lot more than the rest, and that makes them a bit more obvious. Messi will be obvious, Ronaldo will, but in our team, everyone gets goals, and I think Sergio's problem is he's never quite finished a season with the 30-odd more and and the top scorer because he's had an injury somewhere through. He's not done that full season.
2: I think the media agenda as well is somewhat driven by ex players, isn't it? It's all ex United players and ex Liverpool players who seem to dominate. I mean, Bernardo Corradi, I'm sure, is speaking out for Sergio, just nobody's listening. So it will change, I'm sure. But also, he's a good boy, isn't he? He's only in the papers for scoring goals, for nothing else. He's not in nightclubs, he's not getting banned from driving, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's just a brilliant footballer. And quite frankly, I'm quite happy to keep it that way.
3: Although I would say now what is very interesting, if you look at a lot of the uh, professionals' ratings for the best players in the world, Bernardo Silva is coming out now
1: as one of the best in the world.
3: Which is, is interesting. It,
1: and is that deserved? Do you, do you see him well, sort of taking he, over from his dad, David? Is, is, is that something you see yeah, him but, kind of... Well sort of if you think view? about Bernardo... Is he not his dad then? <laughs>
3: yeah. Bernardo is one player that actually is quite... Unassuming isn't he he's, He doesn't have that World class star Thoughts But everyone now Is rating him As one of the best players In the world So he's really come to his fore It's a bit early I think For me isn't it I mean he's had a good, he's had a good No good but you look at season. FIFA They've done all this all the, If you look at all the analysis He's been picked as one of the best players In the world Okay
1: Can we talk about Laporte please And Edward you can kick us off On this yeah. one How big a miss Is he going to be
4: Well, I mean, I think we all have to accept we don't like it, but if he, what it looks like, is going to be out for quite some time, it's a big hole. Uh, Because when you think about who's first on the team sheet over the last six, nine months, he's probably been one of the top three. Uh, Guardiola has has, has brought him in. He's uh, his pick. He's trying to get him for a long time. And he's he's more than proved the reason why he wanted to bring him to the club. Um, I think the one thing I'm worried about is... Uh, there's a plethora of different people they're talking about to fill in his role. Stones is supposed to be back for the Norwich game. We talked about, uh, you know, obviously Fernandinho slipped in there and he could do a good job, but he's six inches shorter than Laporte. And that, you know, I think in the air is where Laporte was a really, really important part of our ability to defend anything that was thrown at us. Um, there's uh, Guardiola's spoken about bringing Eric Garcia up into the squad. Uh, Taylor Howard Bellis. Uh, is it C- Cancelo? Is that how we say it? Can- can- Cancelo. I Cancelo, think. we're going for. Okay. okay. Um, you know, we have not we not seen him yet. Um, he's meant to be a right back, but can possibly move around. He's talking about bringing Walker uh, in in there. So yeah, okay, we've got options, but they're nowhere near as good as having the solidity uh, and the and the guile actually, as well as the physical presence of of Laporte. So uh, you know, I it's it's a significant. the one area where we didn't really want to have have that loss.
1: And it's the one area, of course, where we didn't strengthen. We couldn't afford to strengthen, according to PEP. Unfortunately, we didn't have the money in the bank to be able to afford a a decent... uh um, centre half. Obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, your, your thoughts and reflections on how big a loss this is. I, mean, I think Edwards done a great job in kind of giving us the, the the whole suite of options that are available. I can't think of any others potentially. I suppose Walker Walker himself. Did you mention maybe Walker potentially could play at centre back as well? I guess with Cancelo filling in at uh, right back. But other than that, I'm not sure what else we can do.
2: No, it's a worry. And as we said before, I think the result papered over the cracks on Saturday. I thought Zinchenko. He's done a great job at left-back, but he's not a left-back. He gave away the ball that ultimately led to the incident where Laporte did his knee in. And he he worries me defensively, I have to say. Uh, He's covering, and I think Laporte has helped him a huge amount there. So to have a second-choice left-back, to have somebody covering at centre-half, we will be exposed in the bigger games. It's fine against the Brightons and the Norwiches we've got coming up. You don't really need any defenders, quite frankly. We'll dominate the ball and we'll score more than they do. We'll be fine. But we've got some big, big games coming up, and I I do worry. We'll have to find a solution. Hopefully, as you say, Stones will stay fit. Otto Mendy will perform at the peak of his game and we'll we'll muddle through. Um, We also need Mendy back quickly, I think, to help fill that gap. So it's a worry. We'll have to see what we can do.
1: The Centurion season, we had Laporte, uh, we had um, Stones and Otamendi as our as our two centre back pairing. So one could argue, uh, it's not something we should worry about at all. One could argue, Sarah. Uh, I, well, I
0: think <laughs> one could argue that, but I won't. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, you know, none of us would want Laporte to be injured. It's a bl- it's a blow, and uh, if we if we start to sound a bit kind of oh, it'll be all right. We, deep down, we really hope that we get news tomorrow that actually it's. Uh, a strain muscle and he'll be back in a week, but I, I suspect that's not going to be what happens. Um, that said, I think that, um, you know, City are so meticulous in everything they do that they didn't just think, oh, well, we must get Maguire, and, if, and then when they realised they couldn't afford him, in inverted commas, well, we're just going to have to manage it, it's not great, but they, all this is planned for. Pep will be happy with the options he had based on a scenario of losing some of his key players, and that will have included an analysis of losing Laporte. Um, so, I, and as you've said, we've, we, you know, we, we, when Mendy was injured, we had Delph at left-back. Uh, quite a number of us in this room were not overly convinced that Fabian Delph at left-back was going to work out, and, you know, he was one of our players of the season. So, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not panicking, although I'd much rather Laporte hadn't got injured and was going to be fit for the season.
1: I mean, some City fans are freaking out a bit, David, uh, on this one, saying that we should have filled the gap when Company left, and it's a problem. Um, Which side of the fence are you? Kind of potential problem or actually trust Pep? Trust him? Sort of. You know, he's he's got a bit of history of this, of course. Moving midfielders into a back four situation, we we know all of that. Um, We got a bit of. Young talent, as well, that, that Edwards mentioned as well. Are you concerned or are you happy that we'll, we'll, we'll be fine? I think, in general, I'm, I'm
3: reasonably okay with it. I, I'm, I th- like everyone, we are concerned. It's the big games I'm concerned about. If we're playing Liverpool, it's a problem. But most of the games, we should be okay. We've got a fairly good Champions League draw. The early stages of the cup competitions are normally okay. If he's only out for, say, up to six months, we might be... But Oh, no, three to six months, we could maybe. But the latter part of the stage, if, if, if he's out for the whole year, then we, I, I'm concerned. I can't see us having to go the whole season with, with
1: not enough support of that position. Ed- so that's when it would bother me. Edwards mentioned two players who, are, to be honest, I don't know much about. and um, They are 18 and 17, respectively, and that's Eric Garcia and Taylor Harwood Bellis. I, I don't know much about either of them, I have to say. Uh, any of you got a particular view, seen them? Yeah, any I've seen ones? them. So, so talk, I think just, good. just help us understand a little bit about them, because we may see them certainly in League Cup, FA Cups. You, you imagine that, that they're going to presumably get a bit of a chance, aren't they? Which is potentially a good thing. They could well come through and break through, which is a positive thing, potentially.
3: Was, was one of them in the. Under seventeen team that won the World Cup, I think one of them might have been not Garcia. The other, what's the other? Um, yeah, Har- yes. He might have been in the under seventeen. I think he's yeah. quite a big, strong player. Garcia meant to be a good player as well. So again, maybe it's good for us to have the youngsters are having to come in to play some more of these games and see what they're like because I think they're good.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think from memory Garcia played a cup match last season way somewhere. Burton uh, away Yeah And actually He looked For his age yeah. He looked really measured um, You know, Obviously good ball control you expect that With a Guardiola player But uh, And I know he's highly rated In the club So I, I wouldn't be surprised To start to see him uh, In some of the you know, Early League Cup games If, if we're going to yeah. go that route um, Particularly if they're trying To bring them up For the back end of the season It's just for cover If we, if we need another option uh, Because My You know I'm sort of in the same camp As everyone else I think you know, they will have planned for this, um, you know, all the sort of scenarios that they will go, have gone through. Uh, uh, but the, just the, the sort of niggle in the back of my mind is when, if, if we do start to get to the back end of the Champions League again, Laporte is one of those key players you really want to have there on the pitch. And so fingers crossed, you know, he's, he's back well before then and he can bed, bed back into the team. And it's a good job we got Rodri, of course. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Fernandinho,
1: I think in the press today, said for the last two weeks he has actually been playing in the back four in training. So it's something, as you yeah. rightly say, they've, been, they've, they've maybe been, uh, been looking at. Um, so <clears throat> I think what we'll do, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back straight after this. Welcome back, uh, David Blayton is still talking about his cruise and the breaks. Nice. So, so you got a cough? You got it from your wife, you say? Sure. We thank her for that. Uh, David, who else can threaten City and Liverpool for the Premier League title this term? Is it those two? Is anybody else really in a position to threaten at all? No, I
3: can't see anyone. I, I must admit, I thought Arsenal Spurs yesterday. Quality wasn't great there. Uh, I can't see United doing it. Um, I can't see anyone doing it. So I do see, by the way, I think Liverpool looking very good still. And that worries me.
1: So Liverpool for the title then. Nailed on for you. I'm afraid they're looking good. Seriously? Out of four games? yeah. And is that because of the Laporte injury? Has that made it even more of a problem? Or is that where you were before? I
3: think that's turned it for me a little bit at the moment. But they just look good. They just... I mean, they go to Burnley and beat them 3-0... It's not easy to go there. And they've been playing well. They look good. And I think they look a bit stronger than we do. Is he right,
1: Sarah? Give him a kick, kick under the under God, the desk. Uh, uh,
0: uh, City fans and our pessimism—we're we're yeah. renowned for it, aren't we? I mean, yeah. They, all right, they got a decent result at Burnley. The first goal is a deflection off the defender's arse. The second goal—I mean, Ben, me, please help yourself. Have a goal. I'll just pass the ball to you and run through. I yeah, mean, but they they've get, given it to. They two... get lucky, don't? they? Yeah. Well, they, they do get lucky, but it's but getting lucky is not the same as just being. Amazing. I mean, you know, to be fair, they're playing well. They're definitely the only other team that can win the league. So in answer to your question, it will be City or Liverpool. I still think it will be City. But there's some factors that we can sit here every week and we can't predict. Not last week, you weren't talking about losing Laporte for six months. Next week, Van Dijk might get, you know, there's all sorts of things that we can't control. I think in a way, the, so it will be City or Liverpool. The question for me is, who can take points off City and Liverpool? Besides Spurs. each other.
1: Spurs can take Spurs points off
0: Spurs can, indeed. At
1: the
0: Etihad. So, you know, to me, I think that's where it's going to be decided. It's going to be who who can get points off them. And Leicester are looking good at the moment. Yeah, they are. So there's one option. Yeah. I, I think Spurs potentially could in in any of their remaining three games. Yeah. Um, United won't get any points off us but they might get something off Liverpool you know so I think that's where it's going to be decided
1: I, uh, this is a bit stupid because we're four games in Edward we know that but uh, mm. a two horse race for you and, and if not who, who potentially
4: might just be pushing us I, I just think City and Liverpool are just way ahead uh, of all the usual candidates that we've just, just discussed I mean uh, I'm, I'm with Sarah I think out of all the others I think the ones that impressed me most so far are Leicester uh, if you think you know from quite a few seasons ago now when they when they, they uh, dramatically from nowhere won the league and people thought okay one hit wonder they'll probably start to fade away and probably be relegated in three seasons uh, but actually they've, they've managed to recruit really well they've got a really strong core they, they play a, a tight clever game uh, they can play on the break they've got speed um, I, I think they're people who could take points off Liverpool as well as us um, and I think uh, I hope this season Everton get more luck in the derbies. So there was that ridiculous win that Liverpool got against them, uh, sort of freak goal in the final seconds. Uh, but I think Everton are looking a lot more solid. I think they, in a derby game, could take Liverpool down. And that's something obviously we're going to be cheering to the rafters to make sure happens. But yeah, it's a two horse race. Um, I still think we're going to win it, but um, as everyone said, you know we're f- four or five games in, it's a long season to go and sure. lots of twists and turns along the way. That's why we love it. Of course. So, uh, David blakeney 's uh, back in Liverpool, Tony. I know uh, you,
2: you want to challenge that, surely. I'm not having that. No, I think they've been a bit darn lucky this season, quite frankly. I thought Norwich gave them a good going over and 4-1 completely flattered Liverpool. And we've already explained, I think, the fluke at Burnley Estate. They're very functional in the centre of the park. They play the same three up front every week. They're due an ear injury. They've played all the way through the summer at the African Nations. Certainly at least two of them have, didn't they? So I think a little bit of luck on our side. Liverpool could well fall away. I think teams will also work out how to play against them. Yes, they're good to watch and it's nice to have some competition. I think City and Liverpool's combined goal difference plus 20... The other four also runs of the big six, plus one at the moment. It's absolutely a two-horse race at the moment. Thank you, Stato. Good work. Uh,
1: Champions League draw. Uh, Dinamo, Zagreb, Atalanta. Shakhtar the next, just for a change. Um, reflections on that? Anybody who's, uh, who wants to go first? You, you, you've got to argue that actually we've got to be happy with that. I would have thought to not get through top two in that group would be a bit of a disaster. So... Uh, a few years ago, it was always tough. The last couple of seasons, we've had reasonably easy draws, if I can use that word. It is an easy draw when we look at Europe's elite. That's, we've got to be happy with that, haven't we, Sarah?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good draw. And I, I don't know much about Atalanta or Zagreb. And what I know about Shakhtar Donetsk is only from playing them about nine times in the past year. Um, but, I mean, at this stage, and in a way, particularly bearing in mind now Laporte's injury, we we just want this most straightforward route to get to the uh, knockout phase and then we can take stock of where we are. We may have Sarne back. We may, if we haven't sold him, um, <laughs> we may have bought another centre half in January, you know, all sorts of things. So as a route to get to this knockouts, that's about as good as it could have been.
1: Uh, David, you spend a lot of time in Europe on cruises and things, and uh, I know you, you follow City away and, and Abu Dhabi. You know, you're know you well-traveled, so you're, yeah. you're a good man to ask this yeah. question of, I suppose. So uh, your thoughts on that European uh, group that we've got ourselves? Happy with that? I think it's perfect. You can get a better draw. I think we've been quite lucky with
3: our draws in, in all cup competitions lately. So um, not going to complain. It's good. Okay.
1: Well, well, Edward's going to cover the Preston North End uh, League Cup draw. Um, nice local derby for us. Um, Carabao Cup. Uh, yeah, person.
4: yeah. Well, I think uh, for, going back to the Champions League group, I think we're, apparently we have a 99% chance of getting through the group. I <laughs> uh, don't quite know how they work these things out, but um, so yeah, it's a re- pretty easy draw. And I guess Preston, I mean, Preston, you know, they're, you know they're, they're, they're not a bad team. You know, they've done pretty well in the Championship. Um, it's local, so that just adds another dimension to it. Mm. Uh, you know, they'll be up for it. Um, you know, it's a good old. Ground where they can create a lot of noise, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get through that. And um, you know, we want to try and do the treble on the League Cup. Um, I know it's not the first trophy people want in their in their cabinet, but you know, why not? Let's <laughs> let, let's give it a go, and hopefully, it'll be a chance to say earlier to, to blood some of the the new new players coming in. Can say as I now know he's he's called. Um, I think we might see him playing some playing in that game, um, which would be good to to try and uh, assess what we've bought. It's interesting, I think, I did read in the paper, a lot of people were predicting that Cancela would play
1: at the weekend, but of course with uh, Gareth Southgate dropping... <coughs> Walker, it would have been seen as a kind of a bit of a double whammy and, a, and I suspect that that could well be right um, and to have him sort of drop out the England squad and, and then suddenly Pep dropping him as well would have been a bit of a blow for the boy, so he, he played him, uh, that, that, that could, who knows, that could be right it's a good story anyway even Yeah it if was, it's, not right. I mean,
2: it's nice to hear a politician saying a 99% chance of staying in Europe I hope Boris isn't <laughs> listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ex, <ex-political>. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Can we talk about uh, Norwich away then? Uh, and Tony so John Stones uh, they reckon his thigh injury will have cleared up and uh, we need him but he's going to play Norwich had a bit of a mixed start um, so you've got to feel confident that we did say after the Spurs game bit of a run of a few easy games and Norwich away should should be a three-pointer for the Blues.
2: You would very much hope so um, but they've also been a, a breath of fresh air Norwich I thought they went to Liverpool and had a real good go again uh, it should be a good game but Yes, on our day, we can beat anyone, and I thoroughly expect us to get three points. So let's have some predictions then. We've has got the international break first, which we all hate, I know, and
1: uh, I don't even don't want to even ask your views on that, because I know you all hate it. Um, but let's sort of have a prediction then, Tony, for uh, Norwich City, Manchester City.
2: Well, i am just like to point out, I'm going for my fourth correct score prediction on really? the show. Really? Yes, Is that right? Absolutely. Well, go on then, let's yeah. have it then. so... <Yeah>. Do you well, I look that stupid? No. Um, I'm going for 3 1 to the boys in blue. 3 1. Sarah Messenger, your prediction, please.
0: I'm going to go 4 1 to City.
4: David Blakeney. 2 1. And Edmund. I'm going to go 2 0. City. 2-0. As in Manchester City. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been a huge pleasure. Thank you to my four guests to Sarah Messenger, to Tony Newgrosh, to Edward Timpson, and to David Blakeney. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon.
4: This is a Playback Media Production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social
0: Podcast Network.